Hallelujah. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. What a glorious, glorious God we serve. Regeneration and uh, adoption. Well, we saw yesterday that Paul was telling Timothy and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation or unto soteria. Hallelujah. True faith which is in Christ Jesus. True faith which is in Christ Jesus. So salvation is by faith which is in Christ Jesus. Ephesians 2, it says we are saved by grace and not by works. We are saved by grace through faith which is in Christ Jesus. List, list what? We, we are not by works. List any man should boast. Hallelujah. And Paul is saying there here that all scripture in 2 Timothy 3, 16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. It is profitable for teaching. It gives you profit in teaching for reproof or for evidence, for correction. So the scriptures will correct certain things you have known before. For example, we've been able to correct a lot of things. You, when you get saved, you don't get saved by confessing your sins. You get saved by confessing the Lordship of Jesus Christ and his Christ over your life. Hallelujah. And him being Christ over your life. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Correction for instruction in righteousness. So tonight we're also about to receive instruction tonight. And so get ready for instruction. The word adoption is a salvation or it's a, it's a term you would find in salvation. Hallelujah. Is a term you will find in salvation. When a man accepts the effective call, we said yesterday that when a man accepts the effective call and declares the lordship of Jesus as the Christ over that individual's life, that person becomes born again. That person becomes born again. Titus chapter 3, the verse number 4 to 6. I read. It says, but after that, the kindness and love of God, our Savior, toward man appeared. The kindness and the love of God. What is the love of God? John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Hallelujah. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him, and we establish that whosoever is the call. When you answer that call of whosoever, then you come into the election of God. You also come into the effective call of God. Hallelujah. Whosoever is called of God. So that love, the, the love of God, it says, so the scripture here is saying that, but that after that kindness and love of God, our savior. So when we talk about savior here, we are talking about the sota. S-O-T-E-R is a Greek word for sota, which is the person who saves. So we say salvation involves the sota. Soteria involves what? The sota. God is our savior here toward man appeared. And how did the saving grace, the kindness of God and the, and, and the love of God appear to men? It is called the manifestation. The manifestation. Hallelujah. God becoming flesh. Hallelujah. God becoming flesh. He appeared to all men, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy. And we've established throughout all this series that all of God's work of grace is according to his mercy. And mercy is, has nothing to do with your begging. It has nothing to do with what you did or what you did not do. It's all ingrained in grace and grace alone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. You are not going to be saved. You have been saved. For we are saved by grace. So there is the past tense of salvation which we have looked at already. By the washing of what? Regeneration. By the washing of regeneration. 
by the washing of regeneration. Praise the Lord. By the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. By the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. By the washing of regeneration. What is the meaning of the word regeneration? It simply means a regening. It means that the man has been regened or has been brought into a new generation. Praise the Lord. It is the Greek word palignesia, which means, it simply means a rebirth. Hallelujah. P-A-L-I-G-E-N-E-S-I-A. P-A-L-I-N-G-E-N-E-S-I-A. It means a rebirth. A rebirth. So when you we talk about regeneration, we are talking about a new birth. Hallelujah. What is a new birth? We find a new birth in John chapter 3. Praise the Lord. John chapter 3, the verse from the verse number 3 I read. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a man be born again. Except a man be born again. Except a man be born again. We are talking about regeneration. And the regeneration takes place by washing. The washing of what? By the washing and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Verse 6 says, which he shed in, in Acts chapter, in Titus chapter 3. Verse 6 says, which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, what? Our Savior. And Jesus is saying here in John 3, 3. He says, verily, verily, I say unto thee. Except a man be born again. That is what is called a new birth. Except a man be born again. He cannot see the kingdom of God. When we talk about the kingdom of God. We are referring to the kingdom of. We are referring to authority. The authority of God. Hallelujah. The authority of God. And the authority of God can only be experienced. Only during new birth. Without new birth, you cannot experience the authority of God. Hallelujah. So he says, new birth ushers the man into that realm where he can begin to enjoy God. Experience the supernatural dimension of God. Verse 4 says, Nicodemus said unto him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water, which is the spirit. The scripture says water and off, but that end there is com coming from the Kai interpretation, which is which means which is of, of what which is what the spirit. Except the man which is born of water or the regeneration, the washing there that the scripture talks about in Titus is talking about the washing of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And how does he do it? He does it in the verse number 6 of Titus 3. He says, which he shed. Which he shed on us. How did he shed on us? We, we learned already that by the sprinkling of the blood or by the shedding of the blood, it was the washing of the evil conscience of the heart. That, that is how a man gets, re, um, gets regenerated. We get regenerated by the renewal of the spirit. By the renewal of the heart. It's called the new birth. Through Jesus Christ our Savior. So he's the one that does the saving. But Nicodemus did not understand this. He said, should a man enter the second time into the mother's womb and be born again? Verse 5. Jesus answered, verily, verily, I say unto thee. Except a man be born of water. Which is what? The spirit. He cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. Ye must be what? Born again. Then he goes in verse 8. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. In other words, when you are born of the Spirit, it will not be by physical evidence. You will not see it by physical evidence. Nobody, everything about you will still be the same, but there is a transformation, a change of your heart. 
a change of your spirit that comes about through the washing, the regeneration of the spirit, the washing of the spirit that came as a result of the shedding of the blood. The blood cleans your heart from an evil conscience to serve the living God. Hallelujah. Acts chapter number 2, the verse number 33, the scripture makes us see here, Paul, um, in, um, um, Peter, when he was preaching on that great day when the Holy Ghost was poured, had this to say. Acts chapter 2, the verse number 33. It says, Therefore, being by, being by the right hand of God exalted, and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he has shed forth this, which ye now see and hear. The promise of the Holy Ghost. Yesterday we stopped at the point where Jesus said, Tarry ye in, the, in Jerusalem until I send you the promise of the Father. And we established yesterday that the man cannot be born again without the Spirit. We saw in John 16 that the Holy Ghost, when he comes, the Comforter, he shall convict the world of sin. He shall make the world see a need for a Savior. So in the grand work of election, the grand work of predestination, the grand work of God's foreknowledge, which culminates in the great call, what happens is that the Holy Spirit is also the one responsible. He is the one that moves on the heart of a man to, to have a need for a savior. Hallelujah. Without his work, there cannot be a saving. That is why the Holy Spirit's work in the life of the unregenerate is very important. The man is regenerated by the washing of the spirit. Hallelujah. Jesus sprinkled, shed his blood to clean the sinner from an evil conscience. To serve what? To serve God. So that man becomes a new creation. So um, Paul is, um, Peter is telling us here in Acts 2.33 that this is what has been shared. So the day they got born again, that was the day they stepped into the new birth. Hallelujah. The day they received the Holy Ghost, the promise of the Spirit. The promise of the Spirit. That was the day they stepped into their new birth. Their new birth experience which we see in Acts chapter 2, the verse number 4. So Jesus said unto them, tarry ye until you receive what power. In Acts 1, 8, the Bible says that when the Holy Ghost is come, you shall receive power. You shall receive dunamis, the dynamic ability to do supernatural things. So when the Holy Ghost comes into the life of an individual, the person becomes regenerated. Hallelujah. Without regeneration, you cannot come into adoption. Very important. Second Corinthians chapter number 5, the verse number We'll take it from the verse number 15 or 14. 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter number 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. From the verse number... I read it from the verse number 14. It says, For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we first judge that if one died for all, then were all dead. On the night before he was handed over to the Romans to, be go, to, to, to go and be crucified, the high priest of that time called Caiaphas said it was better for one man to die for the whole nation than, than what? Than all. In other words, what he was saying, supernaturally, he was trying to prophesy or fulfill prophecy that was spoken that Jesus Christ would be the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. John 1, 29. Praise the Lord. So for the love of Christ constraining us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. Hallelujah. And that he died for all. That they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them. And rose again, not just died for them, but he rose what? Again. Wherefore henceforth know we no man after the flesh. When the man is born again, you, we don't know him after the flesh anymore. We don't see the physical things about him to judge him. We know him by what? The spirit. Yea, though we have no... We, though we we have known Christ after the flesh, yet no hence no now henceforth, I beg your pardon, know we him no more. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Hallelujah. 
He is what? A new creature. He says, know we no man after the flesh. So new birth or regeneration is the washing of regeneration that comes as a result of a man receiving the message of Christ. The message of the gospel and that man got saved. The saving grace that comes to that man makes that man a regenerated person. Praise the Lord. And the Bible says that man becomes what? A new creature. Galatians chapter 6, the verse number 15. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but a new creature. So in Christ Jesus, there is neither male nor female. There is neither circumcised or uncircumcised. But what? A new creature. In other words, we don't know men after the flesh when they become born again. You don't judge them by the flesh. We don't judge them by their physical appearance. We don't judge them by what they do. We judge them by the spirit. Hallelujah. We judge them by what? By the spirit. Romans chapter number 5, the verse number 15. Romans chapter 5, the verse number 15. Close. But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one, many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, has abounded unto many. So Jesus Christ is the Savior. He's the one that saves. Praise God. And when he saves, the Bible says he saves utterly. He saves to the uttermost. Romans chapter 6, the verse number 11. I read, likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead unto, indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that ye should obey it in the last thereof. Now, so what are we saying here? We are saying that in his identification, in his identification, he died as me. When one man died, all died. In his identification, he died as me. But he died so that he would take care of the sin nature. So when he died, I died. He died for all to take care of sin as a nature. Hallelujah. But in his substitution, he died for me or in my place for the forgiveness of my sins. His substitutionary death and his resurrection, when he rose, he declared me justified to have what? A right standing with the father. He, when he rose, he declared me what? Justified. So that I may have right standing with the father. Romans chapter number 4, the verse number 25. Romans 4, 25. The last scripture in, 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 in Romans 4, the last verse. It says, who was delivered for our offenses? He was delivered for what? Our offenses. Through his substitutionary work, he was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. So when he rose up, until he rose up, we would not have been justified. But the proof that he rose up is the proof that I have been justified. Hallelujah. So how then does this work of justification take place? It's something we'll be looking at on its own. But I want us to understand this. When Jesus came and Jesus was speaking to Nicodemus, Jesus was telling Nicodemus, except a man be born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Now, John chapter 1, the verse number 12 to 13. John chapter 1, the verse number 12 to 13. Let's see how a man ought to be born again. How do we get born again? How do we become regenerated? How do we become, get into the new birth? John 1, the verse number 12. The Bible says, but as many as received him, he, to them gave he power. The word power here is the same word for right or privilege to become the sons. The word used here for sons is the word, the Greek word technon. Technon simply means somebody that has been born from somebody biologically. It means somebody that came out of somebody biologically. So Jesus, the scripture is saying here concerning Jesus, but as many as received him, receive who? Jesus, his person, receive him. To them gave he power or the right, the privilege to become the sons or the 
technons of God, even to them that believe on his name, that to them that believe what? On his name. We said in the Greek that the word name here is the word onoma. O-N-O-M-A. Onoma. That means his authority. How then do they, how, how, how do we say that somebody has believed on his name? It means that you have believed on the name that he has been given as a result of what he did because of that name. Jesus means savior. But that name, Jesus Christ was still the same name he had when he resurrected. But in Hebrews chapter number 1, the verse number 4, quickly put these scriptures down. I will explain the scriptures by the scriptures. So if you don't like scriptures, you will not like the way I teach. But I believe you will love it because that is how you get to know the scriptures and you get to understand them for yourself and interpret them for yourself. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 4, 4 says, Be made so much better than the angels as he has by inheritance. So the name that, that, that people need to believe is the name that came as a result of inheritance. It is connected to adoption and we'll get there in a moment. Hallelujah. If we don't get there tonight, as I, I, I believe that tomorrow we'll get there. But he says that being made so much better than the angels as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. Wasn't he having a name before he died? Yes. But by virtue of his death and his resurrection, his obedience to death and dying, the scripture says he obtained a more excellent name. Philippians chapter 2, the verse number 6 gives us more emphasis on this. Philippians chapter 2, the verse number 6 I read. The scripture says, who being in the form of God. So Jesus was God. John 1, 1 says in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was what? God. So Jesus being God, the scripture says in Psalm, in, in Philippians 4, uh, Philippians 2, 6 here, who being in the form of God, taught it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. In other words, he condescended to the form of man and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of man. Jesus God became man, became man, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death. So he's telling us concerning that name, that name is connected to his death. The new name he has received, that by that name, everything bows, is connected to his death. Hallelujah. Being obedient unto death. Even the death of the cross is telling us the kind of death it was. It was a brutal death. It was the death of a criminal. Jesus died as a criminal. Jesus died not just as an ordinary person. He died as a criminal. Brutally. The scripture calls it. It's described as his vicarious death. Theologians call it. Hallelujah. Wherefore God also has highly exalted him. And given him a name. And giving him a name which is above every name. When he was incarnated, when he came as man, when he came in the body as man, John chapter 1, the verse number 14 says, And the word became flesh and dwelt among men, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. When he came as a man, as in his incarnation, he was given a name. That name was Jesus Christ. But when he obeyed God and went to die for man and paid for our sins, the Bible says by virtue of his obedience to the death of the cross he was given a name that is above every other name the verse 10 says that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow tonight if you are in that name so if as many that believe on that name the name of what the name of that concerns his death the name that concerns his resurrection the name that concerns his payment for me for becoming my substitute for becoming my identified man that identified
identify with me in my criminality. Identify with me in my sin. And he died and resurrected. He justified me. And he was given a name that is above every other name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and things in the earth. Things under the earth. When he resurrected, his name took over everywhere. Before he resurrected, his name was localized. It was localized to Israel. But when he resurrected, the exalted name that was given is the name that is above every other name that has influence in the sea, influence under the earth, influence in heaven, influence everywhere. The name of praise everywhere. That at the name of Jesus, every knee bows. I prophesy to you tonight that by this name, the name Jesus Christ of Nazareth, everything in your life is bowing now. I command everything to bow now. Every impossibility is bowing now. With men it is impossible. But with God all things are possible. Therefore I declare to you tonight. Everything is bowing for you. Because you have that name. If you have that name. He says everything bows for you. That is why he said to Nicodemus. The man that is born again. Is like the wind. He cannot be trapped. He cannot be noticed. You cannot tell what he will do next. But before you know it. He is manifesting the supernatural. I declare to you tonight if you understand the name that we carry that name has become our inheritance the bible says by inheritance he has received a name and that name because he received it as an inheritance we also received it as an inheritance by that inheritance we rule in the earth wherever the name rules we rule wherever the name rules we rule that name rules over sickness it rules over disease it rules over poverty it rules over sin and sickness mangolika susobragida that is why you cannot be a man that worship God and still be crying and still beg. No, we are not beggars. We are new creations in Christ Jesus. We have been fashioned after the image of the, of the God kind. We have been fashioned to be a kind of his first fruit. We are a special species. We are not the same. We are not ordinary. You are not like any other person. That is why he says, judge not men after the flesh. The man is not his born again, regenerated, cannot be judged after the flesh. His results are supernatural. I declare in the name of Jesus, may your results become supernatural. May your results become supernatural. May your results become supernatural. Receive supernatural results tonight in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. That the name of Jesus, every knee bows in heaven, on earth, beneath the earth, everywhere that the name goes, that the scope of the name has extended. It has extended to my house. It has extended to your house. It has extended to your background. It has extended to everywhere that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. The reason for the name is his obedience to death on the cross that gave him an inherited name. He had an inherited name, which were born Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So verse 12, verse 13 of John chapter 1. The Bible says, For but as many as received him, verse 12, to them gave he what the right, the privilege to become sons or technons, people that have been born of God to become technons. And and what? Even to them that believe on his name. Believe on his name. In other words, you believe in his death, his vicarious death. That in that death, that death paid for your sins. That death took care of your sin and your sins. That death, if you believe on the name, so you believe that that name has the ability to save you. That is why when a man is about to be saved, you confess the lordship of his name, the lordship of Jesus. You declare him as lord over your life. That means that that name now begins to have influence over your life and you are redeemed. You become a new creature. A new creature is somebody in the Greek. He says somebody without a past. Somebody that has never existed before. This is your beginning. It means that the day you became born again, that was when life began. The day you became born again, that's when you step into the predestination of God. That is when life began. That is when your destiny began to follow the pre-planned path that God has set for you according to Ephesians 2.10 There is a beautiful path set for you as a believer, set for the regenerated man. You are not ordinary. Are you hearing me? You don't, you are not part of the lot that cry, that 
beg. You are not a man that cry and beg. You are not a woman that cry and beg. In Christ Jesus, there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is no circumcised or uncircumcised. There is no male or female. In the realm of the spirit, when you are born again, you are born again. You are not a male, neither are you a female. But you are a spirit being. Are you hearing me, somebody? That carries spiritual DNA. The DNA has changed. You have been regined. 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 I declare to you today, you have been regined by the Holy Ghost. The engineering work was done by the Holy Ghost. The engineering work was done by the Holy Ghost. That's why Jesus said, it is expedient that I go away. If I go not away, the Holy Ghost, your helper, your comforter, your standby, your teacher, your strengthener, your advocate will not come. But when he comes, he will regen you. When he regenes, he will also regenerate. Regenerate men. Give them a new G D DNA. Make you a new DNA. That is why a man can be born again. And when he was, he could have been born with SSS, sickle cell. And by virtue of hearing the gospel and being born again, it can change. His genotype can change because the spiritual rules over the physical. The verse number 13 says, which were born, John 1, 13, not of what? Not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. He says, these are not born of the flesh. This is what we call new birth. This new birth is not possible without the word. Hallelujah. As many that what receiving, what do they receive? The word. In Genesis, John 1, 1 says what? In the beginning was the word. The word was with what? God. So, First Peter chapter 1, the verse number 23. The scripture makes us understand being born again, not of corruptible seed. And the seed here is the Greek word sperma. It means seed. The seed that is able to produce, to bring forth a child. That is able to bring forth, not born again, born not of what? Corruptible seed or destructible seed. In that destructible seed there is referring to John 1, the verse number 13. The flesh, not born of the will of man, not born of the what? Of the flesh of man. Hallelujah. Not born of the will of man or of the blood. All these are perishable. That's what I'm saying. But the corruptible, the incorruptible is imperishable. Not born of corruptible seed, but of the incorruptible seed of the word of God. That word incorruptible there in the Greek means immortal. It means indestructible. So you are made of a seed that can cause you to live an immortal life. To walk in the dimensions of the immortality. That is why I told you that as you are born again, you can experience jolts of the immortal life. You can experience jolts of the immortal life. Yesterday, it will begin to affect your health, begin to affect your life. You find out that you are extended. Your life is extended. Why? Because that life of God is now in you. Therefore, you begin to operate. And you don't live by your own life. Paul says in Galatians 2.20, I live not by my own life, but by the life of the Son of God, the faith of the Son of God that saved me. Hallelujah. So your salvation can, can, can affect your health. It can affect your finances. It can affect your life. It can affect everything that concerns you. Because you are born of the incorruptible seed of the word of God. Hallelujah. James chapter 1 verse 18 says, Of his own will. Of what? His own will. Whose will? The will of God. Begat us. The word begat there is the same as to be born. Every birth. He, was, he has begat us with the word of truth. So a man is born again when he receives the message. The word of truth. That we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. When we talk about first, first kind of first fruits, it means the best and the best and his, of his kind. In other words, the new creature, the man that has been redeemed, is the best of his kind. Is the best that God has ever created. You are the best of your kind. Are you hearing me? You are the best of your kind. Are you hearing me, somebody? It's the best, the best, the best of God's kind of that kind of creation. The best of all of his kind. Hallelujah. Being born again, not of corruptible seed. First John chapter 5, verse 1 says, Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ, 
is born of God. So new birth is believing that Jesus is the Christ. The word Christ there means that the anointed one, hallelujah, is the Christ, is born of God. And everyone that loveth him, that begot, loveth him also, that is begotten of him. The Christ here means the one who died, who what was buried, and he also what resurrected. When he resurrected, he was given a name that was above every other name. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And that brought us into justification. So salvation is in the, the, is in who? the man Jesus. When you believe the message of what he did, the message of his death, the message of his burial, the message that he died for you, and also he died as you, for you and for as you, and you accept it, that that is how you get saved. God was satisfied with Jesus. Jesus was God's satisfaction. We saw that when we're looking at um, 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 when we're looking at um, propitiation. God, Jesus is God's what satisfaction. He satisfied the claims of justice. He satisfied God with the with His own death. And when He was buried, it simply meant I was buried. When He rose, I rose. When one died, all died. Hallelujah. When one rose, all rose. Praise the Lord. First, first John chapter 5, again, the verse number 4. This is how you get born again. By receiving the message. First John chapter 4, from the, chapter 5, the verse number 4. I read. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And that, that, that simply means the systems of this world. It is structured by satanic forces, by, by, by that, that, that is detected by forces of this world, elements of this world. But the Bible says, whatsoever is born of God overcometh. So the new person, the new creature, the regenerated man has overcome. You are not going to overcome. You have overcome. Are you hearing me? Ah, you are not going to overcome. You have overcome. You have overcome. For whatsoever is born of God overcomes. Overcomes. It's a process that is ongoing. So everything you are going to confront, you are overcoming. I say you are overcoming. I say you are overcoming. I say you are overcoming. In the name of Jesus, you overcome the world. Hallelujah. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory. What is the victory that overcometh the world? Our faith. Our faith. How how then how do we get this faith? Faith put us in the overcoming. But this faith came by what? The hearing of the message of Christ. When you are born again, born again simply means to be born of the spirit, born of God. Hallelujah. It's not being born twice. It means to be born anew. It also means to be born anew. So a man that is born again is born again by believing the gospel. You believe the gospel. The believing of the gospel is what causes you to be born again. Praise the Lord. First Corinthians chapter number. First Corinthians chapter five, um, chapter fifteen. So click it in the Oh, Mongeleku First Corinthians chapter number fifteen. Ah, leke telele meku shalala kosetelia. Ha 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 ha. Now this is Paul speaking to the Corinthian church. He says, "For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died. That is a message we receive. Is a message that gives a man faith that Christ died for our sins." According to the scriptures. Which scriptures? The Old Testament scriptures. And that he was buried. And that he rose again. So you must believe. The message. That Christ died for our sins. He was buried for my sins. He rose again. Triumphant. Without my sins. He left my sins in the grave. <laughs> he left it in hell. He left my sins in hell. And he rose triumphant. And that he rose again the third day. According to the scriptures. Verse 5. And that he was seen of Caiaphas. 
Then of the twelve, after that he was seen of above five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto this present. But some are falling asleep. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then jump to the verse number 14 for me. The same chapter. Kolibaya. And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain. If Christ be not risen, then is our preaching what? Vain. Hmm. Then is our preaching vain. And your faith is also vain. So you see, you receive faith when you receive and believe this gospel. The gospel that he died for our sins. He was buried for our sins. He resurrected for our sins. This is how faith comes to you. Verse 15. Yea, and we have found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God. Because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ. Whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. He says we have become liars if what we preach is that Christ rose when actually he did not rise. He says we have become liars. Hallelujah. Jump to the verse number 7. For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. Ye are, I beg your pardon, let's read the verse of 17. I beg your pardon. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. Ye are yet in your sins. So the proof that my sins have been forgiven is his resurrection. That is what Romans chapter 3, the, the Romans chapter 4, 25 calls what? He was delivered for our offenses. Raised for my what? Justification. So when he was raised, my sins were left in hell. This is how I was justified. This is how I get saved. Hallelujah. And in Romans chapter 5, the verse number 1, the scripture makes us understand that because of this, now we have peace with God. Therefore, being justified, being declared not guilty, by faith, we have peace with God. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, I have peace with God. I have peace with God. So we are the product of his resurrection. When he rose up, I rose up. When he rose up, I lived. I was dead before he died. But when he rose up, I became the product. The Bible says a first fruit of his kind. A first fruit of his kind. I became the product of his resurrection. We are his resurrection produced. We are what his resurrection produced. Are you hearing me? The new creation is the best that Jesus' resurrection ever produced. This is what we have become. We are not ordinary men. We are men of the spirit, not of the senses. I'm the best of his kind. I'm the best of his kind. I'm a kind of first fruit. This is why your health is beautiful. Your health means a lot to God. Your life means a lot to God. Your everything about you means a lot to God. Because you are the product of the resurrection. You are the product of the son of God's resurrection. You are the product. You are the product. You are the product. God manufactured you. He created you. The Bible says we are his workmanship. In Ephesians 2.10. We are his workmanship. It means his stamp is upon you. When God sees you, he sees the stamp of Christ on you. In other words, anytime a, 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 a manufacturing company produces a product, they put their label, their stamp on that thing to say, if anything more functions in this thing, call me and I will fix it or I will give you a replacement. Are you hearing me, somebody? And Jesus Christ is saying that his stamp is upon us. I have the stamp of God in me. The Bible says, Therefore, I bear the mark of Christ in my body. I bear the mark of Christ in my body. Are you hearing me, somebody? Stop being afraid that something evil will happen to you. Walk tall. Walk bold. Because you are the regenerated. The new creation in Christ Jesus. The stamp of Christ is upon you. He has not brought you this far that he will leave you alone. Are you hearing me? His stamp of workmanship is on you. He's saying if anything more functions in your life, in your body, oh, consult him. Consult the manufacturer. If you refuse to consult him, you are on your own. Oh, glory to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Ah, 
I feel like jumping out of my skin right now. Mangalara Bahaya. You don't know what is doing me. Something is doing me here. Romans chapter number 8. Makile Mako Shekle Ketea. The verse number 14. I read. Oh, Robo Shikeleleko Soto Manana. Ingala. It says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. The sons of God. And he uses another word. He doesn't use techno. He uses the word hyos. The Greek word here is hyos. That is a son of maturity. A son that has matured. Hallelujah. As many that are led. The word led there is the Greek word ago. A-G-O. Ago. By the spirit of God. These are the sons of God. It means that to be led there means to be carried. It means everywhere you are going, you are moved by the Spirit. You are carried by the Spirit. As many that are led, so I am carried by the Spirit. That is why the scripture says, it is he that worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. You are carried by the Spirit. That is why Jesus said, any man that is born of the, of the, of the Spirit, he is like the wind. You cannot determine. He is carried by the Spirit. The Spirit carries him. The Spirit detects and directs. Are you hearing me? The Spirit moves him. I am moved by the Spirit. I am directed by the Spirit. To be led here means to be in union. It means to come in oneness. The Bible says he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with the Lord. In other words, at new birth, your spirit became intermingled with the spirit of God. God is not separate from your spirit. So when you are led and moved, don't say again that I had something and I did and it worked. No, it's the Holy Ghost because you are in union with the spirit. You are in oneness with the spirit. You are in unity. This unity causes you to be separated from the unity of sin. Romans chapter number 8, the verse number 1. That is what the scripture says. This is a, a, the, the pretext of all that we are reading in, the, in, the, in verse 14. It says, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are what in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but what after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of what? The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free my unity with the law of the spirit has freed me from any union with the law of sin and the law of what and, and death the law of sin which results in death hallelujah the law of sin which results what in death for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh god sending his own son that is why we don't know no man after the flesh because the law by the flesh they failed the law by the flesh, they failed. But as many as are led by the Spirit. Oh, place premium on the leading of the Holy Ghost. So we have the indwelling spirit. The indwelling spirit. The Holy Ghost is indwelling you. And by this union, I am led. By this union, he bears me up. He props me up. By this union, I am led. So he says in that same Romans 8, the verse number 15, For ye, ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. Hallelujah. Ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. Why? But ye have received the spirit of adoption. So regeneration ushers you into the adopted child of God. Regeneration brings you, as you are regenerated, you become a technon. Technon means you were born, born by the seed of God, by the will of God, by the hand of God, by the regeneration of God, by the mechanics of the spirit, you were regenerated. Therefore, you are now led by the spirit. Are you hearing me? So by that regeneration, you became a technon. But as a technon, he says that you come into that place where you come into union with the spirit. And by union with the spirit, through the regeneration of the spirit, the washing of the spirit, the spirit now takes abode, takes an indwelling place 
in your faculties. Then you are led by the spirit, not by your senses, not by your physical flesh, but by your spirit. As you are led by your spirit, he calls that type of son a heos. He calls that type of son a heos. He calls that type of son a heos. For ye are not, have not received the spirit of bondage to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption. I think we will talk about adoption tomorrow. If I talk about it today, you will blow up. So we will do this one tomorrow. But let's, 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 let's wrap this up now. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption. I bind every spirit of fear. I bind every spirit of fear. As many of us that are under the, 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 the spirit of fear, I command the spirit of fear to break over your life now. I say let it break over your life now. The spirit of fear breaks over your life. I move you out of the domain of fear. Nothing to fear. I say nothing to fear. Nothing to fear. In nothing be terrified by the adversary. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. But ye have received the spirit of adoption. Whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Father, Father. Abba also means Father. So, Pater, Father. Pater, Father. Abba, Father. The Hebrew, the Hebrew, the Jewish, the Jewish culture understands when a father calls, when, when a son calls the father Abba. It means my endeared father. It means that you are also the endeared son. Are you hearing me somebody? Oh, Rakatala Baba. Glorious liberty. The spirit now beareth witness. Now, let's, let's, let's read on. Now, the spirit itself or the spirit himself beareth witness with our spirit. So, the Holy Ghost is one with your spirit. And so, bears witness with your spirit that you are the children of God. Children here is referring to the technons of God. Hallelujah. Children of God. The children of God here is referring to our technons of God. And it says, if technons, if children, then it says what? Heirs. Oh, the big one. If children, if technons, if children born from God, born of his word, then we have also come into the inheritance. Jesus, by the name which you received, by inheritance, we have also stepped into what? That inheritance. By We have become heirs. He says then heirs. Heirs of God and joined heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him. The suffering with him meant that when he suffered, I was the one suffering. In my identification. When he suffered, I suffered with him. Hallelujah. So when he resurrected, I resurrect. There is no more need for you to be suffering. There is no more need. Any suffering you are suffering right now. It is ignorance gone on rampage with him. That we may be also glorified together. Is for the last day. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time. Are not worthy to be compared with the glory. That shall be revealed in us. Hey, <laughs> Now 2 Timothy chapter 1 the verse number 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 seven second timothy chapter one and verse number seven glory second timothy chapter one the verse number seven oh maki for god has not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind receive a sound mind i said receive a sound mind don't let anything worry you i said receive a sound mind where there is terror out there, you are protected. You are defended. The Holy Ghost defends you. The Holy Ghost protects you. You are God's purchased possession. You are his purchased possession. His workmanship. His stamp is on you. Now listen to this in First John chapter 4, the verse number 18. Oh, it talks about perfect love. Casts out fear. Tonight I'm dealing with fear. There is no fear in love. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave. When he gave, he gave you as his love, by virtue of his love. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear. Now by this same love that has been extended to us, we rebuke every fear in your life. I rebuke every fear in your life. Fear of tomorrow. Fear of accidents. 
fear of lack of money, fear of diseases, fear of sicknesses. Receive a sound mind. Receive a sound mind. I said receive a sound mind. In the name of Jesus, receive a sound mind. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. So the technon is a child of God, which means you were born out of God. It means, which also means that you came out of God or you healed from God. Hallelujah. Now, the verse 14 of that Romans 8, we see heals you. And heals here means by virtue of coming out of God, you have come also into inheritance. So the heals comes into what we call inheritance. And, 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 and that is very, very key, very important. Is the biggest word now we are getting into now. Inheritance. Inheritance. When we talk about inheritance, it means somebody left something for you, bequeathed something for you when he was dying and you inherited it. You inherited it not because you did something good. You inherited it because of the benevolence of that person. Because the person loved you and gave you that thing. Hallelujah. And so we are getting into that now. Now Galatians chapter 4, the verse number 6. Uh, so we are heels. You are a technon, but you're also a heels when the spirit of God is in you. Remember, we are born of the spirit. Hallelujah. And we are heels. The Bible says in Galatians 4 6, and because ye are sons, because you are heels, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into what your heart. That's where the work takes place. The sanctification of your spirit. The regeneration took place in your heart. And this regeneration ushered you into adoption. There cannot be adoption without redemption. That is why the redemptive work needed to take place before you be adopted. Hallelujah. And because he has sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts. Whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Double emphasis. Hallelujah. John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave. Hallelujah. For God so what? Loved the world that he gave his only begotten. Begotten. The word begotten there is the word monogeny. Hallelujah. In the Greek. M-O-N-O-G-E-N-E-E. The E has a dash on top. S. Or monogenua. As some, some will say. Hallelujah. That meant something that is not common. So Jesus, when he came into the world, his birth, the reason why he was called the first begotten was because he was not, his birth was not common. Why do we mean by his birth? Well, how do we mean by his birth was not common? The word became flesh. His type of birth was the only type of birth that did not come as a result of the interplay of man and woman. The Bible says that when the angel appeared to Mary, it says the Holy Ghost shall overshadow you. And you shall carry a baby. And that holy thing that you shall carry shall be called Jesus. He shall be the savior of his people. Hallelujah. And so his birth was special. And so that is why he was called the only begotten. The begotten. The monogenua. The monogeny. Hallelujah. It means his birth was special. It was not common. Jesus. John 1 verse 14 says. And the word became flesh. So his incarnation meant showed us what? The special kind of birth that he will come into. The begotten. Hallelujah. Jesus as well in Matthew chapter 1, the verse number 20 to 21. Let's, let's look at the Matthew 20. Matthew 1. In the Gospels, let's see what um, in the Gospel, when we talk about sonship, we are talking about divinity becoming flesh. Okay? Or we are talking about God becoming flesh or God with us. John 1, uh, Matthew 1, 20 says, but while he taught on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream. That's Joseph saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. So what was inside Mary was the Holy Ghost. The conception of Christ was supernatural. And that is why it is referred to as, that's why it's referred to as the only begotten. The only begotten there means he's special, it's unique, it's not common. Verse 21 says, and she shall bring forth a son 
and thou shalt call his name Jesus, which means also means Jehoshua or Savior. For he shall save his people. So he shall save his people from their sins. Glory to God. Glory to God. And the angel was actually quoting from Isaiah 7 verse 14. That says, a woman shall be of a child, a virgin, and he shall give birth to what? A man son. And that man son came in the person of who? Jesus Christ. And, 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 and his name shall be called Emmanuel. Which means God with us. John 1.14 says, And the word became flesh and dwelt, tabernacled, lived among men. God became flesh. God became flesh. Son, God became flesh. Son of God, God became flesh. Son of God, divine becoming human. Hallelujah. Acts 13. Acts 13, the verse number 33. God has fulfilled the same unto us, their children, in that he has raised up Jesus again, as it is also written in the second psalm. Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. And he's talking about Psalm 2, the verse number 7. This day have I begotten thee. So when Jesus was born, there were two types of births. The natural birth, the incarnation, which happened in John 1, 14, the word becoming flesh, which we just read in Matthew 1, 20 and 21, that talks about his incarnation, God becoming flesh. But also when he resurrected, the Bible says, this day have I begotten thee. But which day are we talking about? The verse number 34 and as concerning that, he raised him up from the dead. Now no more to return to corruption. He said on this wise, I will give you the sure mercies of David. <laughs> I will give you the sure mercies of David. What was the sure mercies of David? The new covenant. The sure mercies of David. He said that what? He says, I will make a new covenant with the house of Jacob and the house of David. The new covenant. The sure message of David. That's salvation. Hallelujah. It's salvation. So when Jesus was giving birth to, that was when he was begotten, the first begotten. But when that, because it was called monogenua because it was unique. The only, the, 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 the only begotten. John 3 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. His only begotten son. Hallelujah. But when he resurrected as well. Peter is telling us here. That this is what? The resurrection from the death. Was also another birth. He was the first begotten from the dead. And then we also became begotten from the dead. Hallelujah. We became begotten from sin. From the death of sin. He was the first begotten from the dead. He was the first begotten. He was the first to be born again and we became born again. He was the first to be resurrected from the grave by the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost brought Jesus out. That's why the scripture says in, in Romans 8, 11, if the same spirit that rose Christ from the grave, it's the Holy Ghost that brought him up. Jesus died with his whole body battered. He died with his whole body. Everything about him was so battered. And I mean, the Bible says he was beyond recognition. The Bible says there was nothing about him that they could see him and desire him. But something happened in the grave. Once he was in the grave, the Holy Ghost entered into the grave and reformed Jesus. His whole body was reformed. His whole body, the, the battered body, when he came out, when Mary saw him, Mary could not recognize him because the man has changed what he saw on the cross was not what he was seeing in the garden the only proof that he was the one was his voice when he said to Mary Mary and then Mary said Rabboni before then, Mary was asking him, where have you hidden him? When Mary went to check in the tomb, when he had resurrected. But when he heard, when she heard his voice, he said, Rabboni. But another thing, Mary wanted to touch him. He says, touch me not. We'll get into that tomorrow. Touch me not. For I go unto my father and your father. Jesus was the only one that could call God father. Adoption is God bringing us into his family and him becoming our father. Before then, nobody could call God father. Nobody. 
Not even the Israelites dare call him father. When Jesus said he was the son of God, he, they, they knew it. That he was trying to say that he, he, God was his father. So in Hebrews chapter 1 verse 5, I want to end here now. Hebrews 1 verse 5. We'll continue this tomorrow. Hebrews chapter 1 verse number 5. The scripture says, For unto which of the angels said he at any time, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. And again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. Hebrews chapter 5, the verse number 5. Shoklekete klakushan glakushikle totorabakaya. So also Christ glorified not himself to be made an high priest, but he that said unto him, Thou art my son, today have I begotten thee. When did he become a high priest? He became a high priest when he carried his, his blood to the heavenly holy of holies. And when did that happen? When he resurrected. So this is talking, that birth year is talking about his resurrection. This day, he became what? Our high priest. Not just our high priest. He also became the son of God. But the son of God with an inherited name. The son of God with power. The son of God with power. The son of God with power. Your sins were totally purged when he resurrected. I want to end with that. As our high priest, what did he do? Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3. Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the power of his word, by, by the word of his power, when he has by himself purged katarizo, when he has cleansed all our sins, sat down on the right hand of majesty on high when he has cleansed our sins as what as our high priest as our high priest he carried the blood to the presence of god and purged our sins cleansed the conscience of men cleaned the heart of men brought men back into life made men new creation the bible says when he made men new creation after that he sat down to sit down means it is finished he said, my work is completed until his enemies have made his footstool. Oh, Rabba Satalababa, your sins has been totally purged, cleansed today, yesterday, and forever. Your sins, the sins of yesterday, the sins of today, the sins of tomorrow have been purged and purged. Are you hearing me, somebody? He that does not believe on him, the Bible says he is condemned already. John 3, 18. The Bible says the son was not, did not come into the world to condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved. But as many that do not believe on his name, they are condemned already. You don't go to heaven to know that you are condemned. Your sins are washed the moment he resurrected. When he became our high priest, we will step into victory. He sat upon the mercy seat. He sat upon the throne of judgment. That was supposed to be the throne of judgment. It became the throne of mercy. And by that throne, he says that we can now boldly come onto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Now I prophesy to you, somebody is receiving help now. Somebody's receiving help now. God became your father. He became your father so that you can receive help. He became your father so that you can receive help. He became your father so that you can receive help. Then way into the presence of God have been made available by the process, by the process of the pageant, by the work of the high priest, Jesus Christ, the only begotten, and that became the first begotten, so that we also will become begotten. I am born of God. I don't know of you. I'm born of God. Rise to your feet with me. I'm born of God. Come on, rise to your feet with me. I'm born of God. I've been regenerated. I'm born of God. Oh, born of God. The first of his kind, the best of his kind, the first fruit of his resurrection. 
sabaratora mange kikeya oh rababa kataya bahaya oh come on give him glory give him glory give him glory